On this episode of Everybody Loves Movies. That's where I draw the line. Yeah, that yeah. it's horrible what she's doing, truly. Yeah. Once you hit that part, it's like, you know what? This movie is too much. I can't take it. That That's that's where they cross the line. That is actually the horror of this film. Hey guys, and welcome to Everybody Loves Movies. I'm Kana, and I'm Grimweed. We are a podcast where we talk about movies because we like them and we know what we like, but we're not competent. No, we are, we're definitely not competent because if you listen to the past episodes, you'll realize we don't know what we're doing. And also that I don't do intros a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, practice makes perfect. So, <laughs> what we, <laughs> so what we have for you guys today is a one crazy movie, and I guess we're starting a pre-Halloween season because we have another horror film for you, but it's a horror not comedy. Not intentionally. We did not intend to pick another horror movie. No, we just couldn't decide and we landed on the movie Benny Loves You and now I'm going to say we are Not pre- buying any stuffed animals. Well, that and we're like going to say that we're pre-Halloweening stuff okay. before October. We're pre-gaming the Halloween celebration. Yes, because, you know, scary season in Halloween doesn't start in October, that season. It starts in at the 1st of September now. Oh, see, I was thinking, like, scary season started um, January 1st. <laughs> All year, year-round, yeah, scary yeah. season. It just depends on who you are. That is very true. And, but, and I mean... My first choice is generally a horror movie anyway, so... I mean, there's no denying that after, what, Thanksgiving, it's... Christmas season because Mar- Mariah Carey has defrosted. <sighs> Can we just turn the freezer up a little bit more so it takes longer for her to defrost? No, I'm pretty sure at this point, I'm pretty sure she's already defrosting in October. Oh, damn it. So back to the subject, we got Benny loves you guys. <laughs> 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 oh man. So we have Benny loves you. It's a move. It's a horror comedy that was, let out in 2019, but I think it didn't come to America until 2021. I don't remember, but I know yeah. it was. We just we looked it up a few minutes ago. They started filming 2014, stopped filming 2015. It was released 2019. And from what I've heard about it, the reason it took that long from end of filming to release was because the same guy that wrote it, directed it, starred in it, pretty much did everything in it it took him that long to do the effects for it because having to fundraise for the cost of the effects and everything else yeah he if you look at the wikipedia page for this movie he is listed on literally almost everything (laughs) and there's only like a handful of characters so he didn't have a lot of casting cost to, to take care of so the money was production yeah, the money was production. I mean, he has a decent cast. I mean. Yeah. I think there was more cast in the break room in the end than there was the rest of the cast in the entire movie. Yeah. Which they're not named, but, no. you know. But anyway, that's Extras. way down the road. That is way down the road. So. Speaking of way down the road, we have a house way down the road away from everything else. Oh, yeah. His house. But it's. Oh, starts- that's not where the movie starts, though, huh? 
Okay, I'll just no. shut up and let you do your thing. <laughs> I keep I keep derailing this. No. <laughs> or as you like to like put it, I just keep falling out of my chair. You do have a wobbly leg on your chair. Yeah. No, I was just going to say the two cast members that are like around in the film are Carl Holt, which is Holt, which is the guy who created the whole thing. So he played as Jack, the 35-year-old down-on-his-luck guy. That everyone keeps saying is 40. Yes. And he also voiced Benny, which is, you know, the star of the show, basically. There's um, Claire Cartwright as Dawn, which is the main female protagonist that we don't see until like a little bit later in the film. And then we have George Colley as Richard, which he'll come into play. Richard. (laughs) Richard. Excuse me, my French. Richard. Yeah, and he's not even French. He's not. And I guess the big another big person is James Parson, which is the which is Ron, who is his boss. Oh yeah, that's who Ron was. Okay. Yeah. And then there's various other people who play different parts that if I remember, I'll mention. Um there was the very plain average however he, he described her, blonde, that oh. she's in the movie through the end. Sort yes, of. Sort of. Yeah, that is Lydia and excuse me, I'm gonna pronounce this Horihan. No so, idea. I tried my best. Hori Han. <laughs> okay. We do have bad cop and good cop. There's a lot of people. We have good cop? Y- that's what they're labeled as. Bad cop, good cop. Well, I wonder which one's good cop. Um, Whoever is Darren Benedict and the bad cop is Anthony Styles. Do they there. show pictures? Um, Nope. I couldn't find them, okay. though. Well, I mean, there's only two cops. Neither one of them are good. I mean. But let's say the youngest one is the good cop. I feel like he's the good cop because he was nicer. Yeah, it's the younger one. Okay. Anthony Styles is the bad cop, which is the shorter guy, the older, shorter guy. Okay. Not that anyway. it makes a whole lot of difference because, again, <laughs> neither one of them is really a good cop. Nope. But we're... Way off topic. Yeah. Do you want to tell them the opening? Because you, you jumped in there and you're like, Jack, Jack's house. Nope. It no. starts... It starts out with probably one of the worst kids ever on film. And that's even comparing it to the kid in Pet Cemetery after he's been buried. Yeah, no, she, she was, I don't know how, I mean. Spoiled I don't know brat how, is not strong enough term. Uh, I think the term would be more spoiled. Little bitch. I was going to say bastard, but okay. Yeah, spoiled little bitch. Kinda, I'm thinking, what, what did it say on the wall? It said something oh. about bitch, but I can't remember what it said on her wall. Like pretty bitch or something like that? So, I don't remember. Or petty? Petty bitch? I don't know. I don't know. But yes, yeah, she was she was called a bitch by her own toys. I mean, I get it. I think yeah. her mom would have even called her a little bitch. Didn't she? I have she no... She called her a shit. I know that. Oh yeah, she said a little shit. But anyway, so she, I guess it's her birthday, and or it's her birthday the next day, something like that, and she doesn't want to wait for her presence. So she screams and makes a fuss until she gets her presents, which is basically a Barbie doll, but they don't say Barbie. And she's playing with that for a bit. The mom brings in her old teddy bear because she left the teddy bear behind the couch. And she's like, yeah, I don't want that fucking thing. But, you know, the doll wants the dream house because I saw you wrap it. I mean, would you want that bear? It was a a creepy looking bear. I mean, could you imagine that staring at you in your bed? I'd rather have that staring at me in my bed than the poltergeist clown. I think I'd rather have the poltergeist clown. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, the poltergeist clown did try and kill him. 
Yeah. But then again, this bear... Did kill her. ...is alive as well. Yes. So, basically, there was a present box in the closet, right? It was a present box? I don't know if it was a present box or a toy box. I think it was just a big toy box. Yeah, but you see, before the bear comes to life, you see smoke coming out of it, and that yeah. happens throughout the movie, but you see smoke coming out of the box and you start hearing noises coming from the box, which I yeah, assume is her bear. Whatever the bear had, was saying, I can't remember what the bear said, but it's one of those, like, whatever the electronic thing inside the bear would say, that saying just kept getting repeated over and over. Didn't it say you're special? I think so. I mean, that was... At the very beginning of the movie, and so much happened, I don't remember what that one said. <laughs> Long story short, Bear comes to life, keeps scaring the kid, annoying the mom. Yeah, because the kid screams, the mom comes in, it's like, shut the fuck up, go to bed, sees the bear on the floor, and puts it into bed with her. Which again would Oh would no, that expire. wasn't the first time. That was the first time she picked it up and she put it into the box, didn't she? Yes. Okay, I'll let you go because there's a few things that happen. She comes in the room a couple of times. Yeah, she comes and in the room a couple times. And I don't think the first times. time is when she put it in the bed with her. But again, I've already screwed up the beginning by saying we were somewhere else completely. <laughs> I believe the first time she put the bear back in the box. And then the second time she slapped the shit out of her daughter. Oh, yeah. And then put the bear back next to her because i remember her staring up to the sky with the red handprint on her face next to the bear yeah and, and she's before like, she even went in the room she grabbed her ipad and did a search for is it illegal to hit my kid and someone was like no i hit mine all the time yeah as you imagine as we said a couple of times the bear comes to life looks her dead in the eye <laughs> dead in the eye um yeah. comes to life yeah. yeah comes to life drags her into the box it came from and ripped out her eyes, you know, like yeah. little teddy bears do. The, the mom hears her screaming again, goes in and looks for her, sees a light on in the closet, opens the door, and sees the daughter sitting in the toy box with her eyes out. She screams, and then you see the eyeball roll across the floor and hit the mom in the foot. Yes. Or something and like that. It rolled across the floor towards her foot or something. Her eyeball's on the floor. The kid don't have no eyebrows. No. <laughs> Well, she's no, got I, eyebrows. I, she just doesn't no have eyes, eyes no for the brows. <laughs> <laughs> have no eyes no more. Yeah. Well, from there, we cut to our actual main protagonist, who the story is about, who is Jack, who is played, again, is played by the director of this movie. And he is... Man, Telling the only us way he's to, 35 years old and a loser. The only way to describe this man's life is sad. Supremely sad. Yeah. I don't know... I feel like if you looked up the definition of loser in the dictionary, his his face would pop up. Like, that's the only way I can explain it. I think the description of him would pop up, but he's such a loser that even the dictionary people would be like, do we even really have to put his picture? Yeah, maybe even a blurry image. Yeah. <laughs> he He's such a loser, even the dictionary people would give it, would put an unfocused picture of him. That's so sad. <laughs> We go through his daily life because he's a failed toy designer, which... Well, when he's doing the introduction, it's showing Richard. 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 Yeah. But it, it's it's showing Richard as he's doing the introduction, and then you realize, oh, no, that's not who we're looking, who our main character is. It's the loser in the corner. Well, are you thankful? And then somebody calls him Richard, and he corrects them and says, it's Richard. Richard. I mean... 
Aren't you thankful it wasn't Richard who was the main character? Yes. If he, he would have been our main character, I would have turned the movie off and thrown my computer across the room. Ending our podcast almost indefinitely. Well, I, I got another one. <laughs> I, I got my old one. It still works. <laughs> <laughs> well, we find out that it's his 35th birthday. Oh, no. We see him with Tara. Now, that goodness gravy. The unbelievably your, plain blonde. Your, your inability to stay on track is Infectious. stay on the chairs. It's infectious. Yes, Tara, the un honestly at this point unidentifiable blonde. Um, I didn't. I don't even remember. Did they say her name? Yes, they did. Surprisingly. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, they did. I think he described. I think he described her and then said her name. Yeah, and it's kind of one of those where you're thinking if there's not going to be much of her. It's kind of yeah. It's a date gone wrong she comes in sees that he's pretty much still living in the bedroom of a 12 year old freaks the living fuck out and runs off so you'd say okay well that's that's it for her i mean at this point i was kind of that's the only strange scene to me why she was screaming at how his room looked yeah it was a bit of an overreaction a bit of an overreaction an incredible reaction yeah i've never she saw laura croft on the ceiling and just lost it yeah like I said, she she realized she was in the bedroom of a 12-year-old. And yeah, she realized she was in the bedroom of a prepubescent boy. Yeah. And couldn't handle it. Yeah, it's like he's 35, maybe 40, and still 12. But, Basically. you know, that's kind of most men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I say this as I look at a, a toy coconut cup. <laughs> That I got specifically, so when I watch Monty Python, Holy Grail, I can drink out of a coconut, and then when I'm done drinking, I can hit it together like a horse. I mean, isn't that living the dream, Grim? <laughs> it's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> Just bang coconuts together like you're riding a horse. <laughs> well, now that we've gone off topic again, we're off our chairs. I think I spend more time off topic than on topic. Probably. But anyway. I believe the scene goes to him complaining to his parents about life, you know, his hardships. And this is his birthday, right? Yes. And his parents are complaining to him that he needs to um, get some skills and, you know, Yeah, his adult. dad's telling, telling him to he has to put up a shelf or help him put up a shelf. Which he doesn't. And his mom is saying, that, what is it? I don't remember what his mom told him to do. These are two more characters that are only in the movie for a few minutes. Yeah, they're only in the movie for a few minutes, and um, I have no clue. All I remember is him complaining about his super-duper hard life, which... (laughs) I mean, a lot of it is his own making. He doesn't stand up for himself pretty much at all. He just kind of lets everyone walk all over him. A lot of it is he is, as we said, a prepubescent boy in a 35-year-old's body who mistake who gets mistaken as a 40-year-old. Yeah. And works at a toy company where the boss doesn't know the difference between Goonies and Gremlins. Uh-huh. So, I mean, not really living the dream, and also no. even less so when his parents, you know, kick the bucket. Yeah, and, and I completely missed how the dad died. The dad was trying to put up the shelf. Mm-hmm. Epically failed, apparently. Apparently had a statue weighing two tons. <laughs> That smashed into his face. Okay, so he was trying to put the shelf up, mm-hmm. and he put a statue onto the shelf. Yes. And it fell off. The shelf kind of wobbled. I guess the shelf wasn't stable, and it wobbled forward, and the statue came off. 
and it, it hit, hit him, him in the, the face. face. Was yes. he like on his knees or something? Or no, I think he. I think the or shelf may have really short. No, I think the shelf hit him and he landed on the ground. But the shelf was still on the wall. Yeah, but I think it like it shifted and he hit it. Oh, so it he was like head. holding on to it and it shifted yes. and it, he kind of lost his balance and he hit his face on it or whatever and then the statue hit him. Yes. Okay. And then like, the mom comes in and slips on something and something. falls face first onto a plate of was it cheese cubes or something? Yeah, cube with, cheese on a toothpick. Yeah, and so she ends up with her face impaled on a platter full of toothpicks. Yep. Which I'm Freak not accident. sure how it would kill her. Um, He did wait a long time, and I don't think he got her any medical help. No. I, I mean, they weren't like extremely long toothpicks either, though. So, I mean, end of the eye, maybe? I don't know. I don't want to test it. Well... I mean, he didn't care so much about his parents' death because he was just like, hey, this is the first time I've lived on my own. Yeah, I finally have my own house. And he's just sitting there shocked. But, you know, he got his own place. So yeah, I believe he addressed his mom and she moaned in pain and then went silent. Yep. So who knows? Maybe he just left her and she died. Could be. He but didn't really seem to show a whole lot of sorrow when people died. He wasn't happy about it, but he didn't really seem to be too broken up about it. Yeah, so, I mean, he's living on his own, Yep. you know, fully adulting. Yeah. Which ends up 10 months later that he can't fully adult. Well, because adulting's hard. Adulting is hard, but Especially even... when you've not been prepared whatsoever to take care of yourself. Oh, yeah. In when, especially, any way, shape, or form. Especially when, yeah, in any way, especially when you had parents who sh- cooked, cleaned, paid... Is there anything else I'm missing? Um, I mean, she might have wiped his own ass or wiped his ass for him. Oh, did his laundry for him because he doesn't know how to barely do laundry. Well, he doesn't know how to do dishes either because he did dishes in the wash machine too. So all around a prepubescent boy in a 35-year-old's body. The beginning of this, there's a lot of really quick things. It's like, okay, this happens or you only see this for a few minutes and then it's just completely done with. It's yeah, not it's a lot until of a little thing. bit later that really everything starts to like really settle in where we can say, okay, this is what was going on. Yeah, it was a lot of monotonous things. And I mean, from there, like Jack, on top of the problems of not being a full adult, can't financially pay for whatever house. Yeah, because he was about to lose his house because he, he wasn't making the payments. So he had, was a financial manager or somebody that... yeah. Got the bank to agree to restructure the loan so it's smaller payments, but now it's he's paying four times as much. Yes, and apparently he really wants to kill the guy who who's part of the loan company or whatever because we get a nice little cutscene of him <laughs> stabbing this guy in well, no, before the Before that, we have him making him tea, oh, and he spits the in whole... the tea. He finds... A cookie, which it's a British movie, so it's biscuits, but it looks like something that he found underneath the refrigerator or something, and it's covered in hair and lint, and he he kind of just picks it all off and puts it on a plate and gives the spit tea and the hairy cookie to this financial manager, dude. Yeah, so on top of not being a full adult, a little bit Vindictive. Vindictive, insane. Yeah. Some would maybe even say psychotic. Well, not really psychotic. I don't think he's that bad. He's not that bad, Benny but he did have is. a lot. Benny is psychotic. But he did have a lot of um, 
moments where he kind of lost his shit. Yeah. So, I mean. But it was more like a dream sequence or a daydream type thing in, in this instance. How yeah. you were saying, stabbing him in the hand. Yeah. Yeah. But from there, we the guy leaves and Jack is commiserating with how he's going to do everything that he's doing. Yep. How he's going to solve his problems, which I mean. It's not looking too good for him. No, it isn't. Oh, it cuts to Jack being back in the office. Again, and Richard, his competition for, oh, we've t- I totally forgot to mention, he wants to be the head designer. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he wants to be the head designer and his company. But, but Richard, he can't come up with any design ideas. Nope. And I'm I'm not going to call him that. He's Richard. Or I might even <laughs> call him Dick. I don't know. But he makes a robot that pretty much just repeats things that he says. So... When Richard says something, the robot will repeat it back. Yeah. And it kind of follows him around. And then our hero of the movie is trying to come up with something, and he makes his own robot that is a disco robot, mm-hmm. which the commercials, or the commercials, the commercial they were making for it looked pretty cool at one point, and then yeah. it starts doing disco, and then they give the name of it. And it's AIDS. Yes. But it was supposed to be raids, I think. Yeah. Robotic something, something, disco something. Robotic artificial intelligence, disco something. Yeah, I don't know. But they screwed up, or he screwed up, and it's AIDS. So Richard's like, yeah, who wants to give their kids AIDS for Christmas? In the end, Rich- Richard ends up getting the Designer of the Year award, and um, he brags that he's that he's basically a shoe in for head designer, and that some people are saying Jack is going to be fired. Yeah, but who's saying it? People. Like who? Lots of people. Yeah. Yeah. So we go into a scene where he's avoiding his boss because you know you can't be fired if you don't see your boss. Well, they he he was sitting at his desk. When Dick came in and had that conversation with him, and then the boss shows up and he hides behind his desk. Yes. And the boss is like walking around the room looking for him and he keeps just crawling around, going from one desk to the next, trying to avoid him. And at one point he bumps a table and a water bottle falls off. So the boss hears the water bottle hit the floor and turns around. Before the boss can turn around and see it, he kind of just goes real quick and grabs the bottle and crawls across the room behind another table. You know, where very he's face to face with a dog. Who I already forgot the name of that dog. They kept calling him Precious. Precious, yeah. I don't know if that was the name, but they kept calling he kept calling him Precious. Well, as as we move forward, it's going to be Precious now because that's all I'm gonna remember. <laughs> Unfortunately Jack does not avoid his boss, who subsequently fires him. Basically, it's Richard's fault that Ron, his boss, finds him. Yeah. And we cut scene to them in the office, which again, Jack is subsequently fired and then rehired for two thirds of his pay. Um, I think so. I think As, that's what it was. Uh, junior direct. It was director designer or something like that. But yeah, it, that goes got, like a junior assistant designer, a junior. De- yeah. Yeah. He got he demoted. Got, he got demoted and. And made to smile because he was given a job instead of fired. That scene was insane because he, the Ron, God, this boss is heinous, told him to smile because he always looks like he's dead or macabre. Yeah. Jack can't stand up for himself. So every time he does something that Ron tells him to do, 
Ron says, good boy. Yeah. And he says, you don't stand up for yourself. And Jack stands up and is going to say something. And he says, sit down. And the first thing Jack does is sit down. No, yeah. he doesn't even get a sit down. He says, sit like a like he's a dog. He says he can't afford a pay cut. And it's like, eh, it's that or nothing. So, I mean, the scene is thoroughly humiliating. Yes. And not so hard to watch, but definitely humiliating. Yeah, this movie doesn't really have hard-to-watch scenes like some of the ones we've watched so far. No, it was just kind of funny and crazy. Yeah. So now that Jack has been thoroughly humiliated by his boss, demoted, and it can't pay his bills, and his house is probably going to be repossessed, um, Jack decides that it's time to change his life. Yep. And we get a full montage of him attempting to adult. Yep. He clears out all his... 12-year-old boy toys. He puts on a suit. He's listening to a self-help cassette tape. Basically, it says, if you're listening to this, you're a loser. I mean, it, the tape wasn't wrong, though. No. The way things were worded were horrible, but it was it was a tough, lo- a tough love tape, apparently. We'll go with that, tough love. Yeah, tough love, self-help. Who knows in what time frame this montage, Jack, fully adults, which... I put in very big quotation marks because he adults, you know. Once you put up a calendar and a piece of, we'll, we'll call it modern art, That looked like somebody just put a canvas down on the floor before a horrible murder and it's just blood splatter. I mean, once you have that, once you have a blood splatter painting, you're an adult. Which comes in handy. Surprisingly. Yeah. So in, in the pile of childish things that he's thrown away he decides to throw away his oh man his beloved yes his old friend friend forever benny he put basically puts his stuff his stuff puppy benny in a oh in a plastic container that says rubbish rubbish yes, yes. And it is a, it is a rubbish bin puts it down into a either a basement or a garage and yeah it looked like it was in a basement yeah and closes the door. Yep. Um, and but then, then night falls. Sounds happen. Yes. And night suddenly falls, things happen. start appearing around the house that shouldn't be appearing, like pieces of toys and pieces of stuffing. And oh, this is one of the cringiest lots scenes. Lots of slaughtered bear flesh. Well, I was going to say Chef Boardy. Well, yeah, there was some canned spaghetti. Yep. Jack at night comes across the horrid scene of every single stuffed bear that he ever owned with his heads ripped, with their heads ripped off. Yeah, completely mutilated. Animal. Some of them they had the guts torn open, but the spaghetti was used to to imitate intestines and and all the guts and nastiness from the inside. Uh, and one of them, and I can't remember the name. It was was it cheeky? Was that the one? I think one it was cheeky. That was. In a pot of boiling, boiling water. water. But what, I, what I'm wondering is, he was walking through his house. He sees the teddy bear carnage. He sees Cheeky being boiled. When do you call the cops and be like, something's going on? I would say right then. Yeah, I mean, he does call the cops. Because yes, he does. whoever committed this disgusting, utterly horrid crime should come to justice. Yes. So when the cops show up, what do you tell them? Well, as a woman, I would say I have a stalker and they got into my house. And all the doors are locked. And the cop even says all the doors are locked. So whoever came in must have a key. Does well, that make you feel any better? Oh, absolutely not. But 
I wouldn't be holding my stuffed Betty. Well, no. But at the same time, it's like the cop is like, well, it's somebody that's got a key. So could it be a ex-girlfriend? Could it be a friend? It starts naming all those people. And it's like, no, no, I don't have any friends. I don't have any. No, no, no. I'm I'm a loner. And the cop's like, cop writes it down as a loser. loser. Yes. Um, but the cops are like, hey, what's the big deal? It's just a bunch of cut up teddy bears. Which, how dare he? Well, e- even with that, my thinking is for somebody to break into your house and have all the toys and everything just completely mutilated, that shows a weird, fucked up mind. Yeah. And, and for that to be disregarded, that's feel- scary. It is scary, but I feel like they disregard it because, one, it's movie magic, and two, um, he's such a loser that I believe Even he the cops even, don't care. Well, even the cops don't care, but who would put—this is so sad to say—who would put the time and effort to destroy his stuffed animals? Somebody that's really pissed at you. Well, really pissed, but like— realistically with how much he's said that he's a loser so much so that he's always mistaken for a 40 because it must show on his face he's not even worth someone's time to be mean to him i took it more as he wasn't worth the cop's time to actually investigate oh well that too but because an actual decent cop would have been like okay yeah it's weird and if somebody did break in, whether they picked the lock or they somehow had a key or whatever, but if somebody came in and they did this, that took a lot of time, a lot of effort and planning. That wasn't just a random spur of the moment thing. Oh, no, it's not. But And that makes it worse. Oh, it makes it so much worse. But yet the cops completely disregard it. And the, the older cop decides it's time for biscuits with his tea. I mean, biscuits are important. Well, yeah, but that was his main thing. It's like, I got my tea. I need my biscuits. Other than that, who gives a shit about your mutilated toys? Yeah. I mean, at this point. You mean someone came in and fucked up all your shit? Who cares? I got my tea and biscuits. I'm good. I mean, at this point, they probably thought he did it. I mean, people have done some weird shit in their sleep. Yeah. Or done weird shit and then just said, I don't know what happened. When you're seen as a crazy loner. Could have been just a cry for help. Yeah. Which still shouldn't have been ignored. Yeah, well, they should have at least done a fifty-one fifty, but you know, movie magic and and shit they did cops. Say, they did say bad cop, good cop, and they were shitty cops, and yeah, that's more set in stone as the movie goes along. Oh yeah, the police leave and they just don't care. Yep. Oh, it cuts to him back at his job yet again. Which at this point, maybe even a McDonald's might be better. Well, he's trying to come up with. A design for a toy, but instead he draws a picture of someone being hung. Mm-hmm. And then the hot office blonde comes and starts flirting with him, I guess you can call it. She introduces herself to him. She is the one that if you need like motions, if you need a, 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 your toy to move a certain way or... Any tech assistant. Yes, the tech parts of the toys, she's the person to contact. Yes, because she saves his ass when Rom's coming looking for ideas from him. Yep. And she covers him by saying, oh, yeah, he already gave me the designs. Yeah, because he was ha- supposed to have it done by Friday. And it's Friday and he doesn't have anything. So she said he gave it to me for like cost analysis or something. So Ron decides, okay, we'll have it to me by Monday. So 
with that little bit extra time. Yeah, it does buy him a little time. I mean, he's going to need a lot more time after the next scene. He's going to need a lot of therapy after a few of these scenes. He needs a lot of therapy before these scenes. Well, yeah, that <laughs> that's true, too. You, <laughs> you got me there. The next scene is we find Jack in bed hugging a, a head. Yeah, and he crawls into bed and pulls it up to him like he was pulling a stuffed animal up to him or whatever. And then he realizes it's not a stuffed animal. It's a severed head. And that's when we first, I believe, get introduced to Benny. Uh, yeah. Right? Because Benny's in the room screaming, Benny loves you. Yep. With a knife. Yes. Ah, yes. I remember now because Benny's like, Benny loves you. Cuddle me. And he jumps straight at Jack with the knife, bloody knife in his hands. Yep. And instead of cuddling with Jack, he stabs the... Um, yeah, head he, of, he plunges the knife into the head as he kind of just flips over to Jack. Which we find out the head is the lone guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, the lone guy earlier who he didn't like. Yep. Well, thoroughly freaked out, which, mm -hmm. I mean, who wouldn't be? Benny is insane and still screaming, Benny loves you, cuddle me. And, you know, giggling like Elmo. Well, I'm pretty sure it was kind of inspired by Elmo. Probably. You know, from there, he wanders out his room and sees the actual body that the head was attached to. Well, that's after seeing just a blood trail for miles long throughout this house. Yes, which leads, leads to a headless body. Yes. That is, ah, uh, yes, because um, there was a little short montage of Benny cooking. Yeah, Benny, well, Benny made him breakfast. Yeah, because Benny has to take care of Jack. Yeah, and because no Jack one else can, even Jack. Yeah, so Jack And comes this out. is when Benny Loves You is written on the wall in blood. Well, what a sweet scene, right? There's Benny Loves You on the wall written in blood. His breakfast is made, yep. which is a splendid toast with spaghetti and some OJ. Yeah. Along with the dead carcass of his enemy. Yes. So you've already called the cops about the mutilated toys. Do you now call the cops again and say, yeah, so now there's a dead body in my house. There's blood everywhere and written on my wall is Benny loves you. I need some help. Whoever fucked up my toys is now killing people and putting the bodies in my house. Of course not. That's not what he does. Well, no, because what you're supposed to do is completely clean up everything, hide the body in the kitchen and then let the cops in for tea again. Poorly, because they were looking for the camera. Poorly hide the body, mind you. Oh, yeah. You know, fingers and toasters. Yep. Head in cabinet. With the same cabinet as the biscuits. Of course, because let's make it easy for the police to find. Well, I mean, I keep my severed heads with my cookies. I don't know about you, but that's where I keep mine. I don't like my cookies really bloody, so... And, you know, it was a head, well, so decomposed. You just keep them separated. Well, same I just, cabinet, just keep them separated. Well, I, I think... To prevent any cross-contamination, it should be stored in the fridge. Well, yeah, but then what about the food in the fridge if you want to if you want to avoid cross-contamination? I mean, at this point, I'd rather Although it have... would stay fresher in the fridge. Yeah, 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 and that's what that's what counts as the freshness of the head. But I mean, fingers and toasters. So I'm not sure he's worried about freshness. Mm, well, I think the severed head is a little bit different story. Yeah, but because fingers are fingers, but a head—that's a head. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> a head is Absolutely a Absolutely obviously. A finger is a finger. Yes. I think we can agree on that. Yes. But um, Benny Benny gives Jack head. 
and then <laughs> things go completely batshit crazy for the rest of the movie. Yeah, because as soon as the cops leave, what does Jack do? Buries the body, tosses the head into the grave that he dug up like a basketball. Yep, with free Benny, throw into the hole. With Benny just happily cheering him on. Yeah, and I mean, he made the shot. You got to cheer. Jack does a really important thing and tells Benny, makes Benny promise that he won't kill again, which I'm sure Benny honestly. Well, I mean, once he's told. Yeah, once he'll, he's told. He'll, he'll listen now. He's been told. He's been told. And I mean. Yeah. Movie's you over. Know, he's been told no more killing. That's the end of it. Movie's well, done. Benny said okie dokie. So obviously yeah. he got he got Jack's message. Yeah, he understood. He said okie dokie. So. <laughs> so that's the end of the movie. Everything's done. Everything's taken care of. Um, and that's it, right? Totally. Okay. So. Not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Benny does promise, but Benny breaks many promises throughout this movie. Well, did he really promise? He said okie dokie. Well, yeah, that's but Jack said, say okie dokie. He said okie dokie, and that was a promise. But it wasn't, do you understand? And he said okie dokie. It was, do you understand? Say okie dokie. It wasn't say okie dokie if you understand. Graham, when you say okie dokie, you have made a solid pledge. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that was the rule. I thought it was just he was doing what he was told to do by saying that. So Yeah, Graham, when you make when okay. you make when you say okie dokie, you have made a solid pledge to the person you said okie dokie to. Well see, I didn't know the rules of like stuffed toy pledges. Well now you know. Okay. So next <laughs> next time one of my dolls goes psycho. I'll just say, say okie dokie, that you won't, you won't kill anymore. Say okie dokie. And then that'll be done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is scary because I have like some Jason and Freddy dolls and I don't want them to start going nuts. So they better say okie dokie or I, I might have to figure <laughs> out something else to do with them. I mean, yeah, no, you need to make sure they say okie dokie. <laughs> but Jason doesn't talk. So I don't know how he'd say okie dokie. He'll just give a thumbs up. It, but it probably wouldn't be his thumb. I mean, everyone has their flaws and their issues. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Anyways, from, from there, Jack has an insane moment of inspiration. Why not make murder dolls? I mean, it was kind of a cool idea. It was very Five Nights at Freddy's. And there were all various horror theme. Like there was one that was like redneck something. And that one kind of had a leather face look to it. There was one that looked like a... A nun. They all had different like horror themes and they were all pretty damn creepy looking. Yeah, I mean they were all a variation of Benny. Yeah, I was gonna say they were they were all still variations of Benny, but they were all still pretty damn creepy looking. And you know, his idea gets him points with oh Ron? Yeah, with Don, the pretty Don. blonde. Oh yeah. You forgot to mention her name. Yeah. So Don when you is mentioned your name. I just, when you said Don, I thought you were saying Don like D-O-N and it's like, no, that's Ron. I forgot Don like D-A-W-N and that's her. Yes. But remember, I couldn't even remember Jack and he's the main character. <laughs> Jack is pretty forgettable though. I mean, he's kind of a loser. Kind of? Is a loser. He's a kind of loser. Is that better? Instead of he's kind of a loser, he's a kind of loser. Okay. Okay, we'll go with that. He's a kind of loser. <laughs> so he wins kudo points as Don after he comes up with this wonderful idea. Yeah, and um, Ron is in on, on it. He's like in the deal. Richard is not happy. He shuts Richard up because Richard is like, I'm the new head designer. And Ron is like, did I say that to you? 
which yeah. is refuted by one one minute of Richard and Ron going back and forth of, well, not in so many words, which is what Richard, Richard would say. Yeah. Did I say that to you over and over again, back and forth? And well, each time Dick's answer got a little bit different until finally it was like, no, you didn't say it. So with Richard in the hot seat and Jack working his way up, we... While that's all happening, we cut to a realtor showing the. <laughs> yeah, because the house Tara? is now for sale. What did he call Tara? The extremely plain or extremely something. plain. Yeah, kind of. I said extremely in- bland or something like that. Basically, she's just this nothing of a person. That nothing that special no one, about her. The blonde that no one cares about. Yeah, no one seemed to miss her. Nope. Um. So. The realtor is showing Tara Jack, Jack's house, which Tara's like, wow, I, thought I know I this, this place. place. I've been here before. With a guy she totally left yep. with blue balls. Uh, I don't even think it got that. Well, I know it didn't get that far. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, she's in the house. She's looking around and making horrible comments. Yeah. And Benny shows up. Benny doesn't appreciate the co- her commentary on the house. You know, no, he, I mean, pl- the cheap plates. The small cupboard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Benny doesn't appreciate all that, but you know, Penny has his priorities because who do we take out first? The realtor, because it's his fault this house is being sold. Yeah. And he takes him out spectacularly. He impales him on the for sale sign. Or Poetic impales justice. him with the for sale sign. Poetic justice in yeah. Benny's eyes. Just shoves it right through him. Definitely poetic justice in Benny's eyes. She freaks out, takes off running, and ends up hiding in the attic. Yes. After a long chase sequence of mm-hmm. broken plates, trying to call the police. Yeah, she hides in the, the airing closet after saying that she wouldn't be in there because the, the realtor says it's cozy. And she's like, I'm not getting in there. What do you mean cozy? And then she ends up hiding there anyway, only to find out that Benny's already in there. Um, She runs upstairs and there's conveniently a ladder set up already. So she goes up in the attic and I'm thinking that's a trap. But she goes up there, goes to close the door and drops her phone. Along with the ladder. Yes. But Benny sees that she's dropped her phone and sees her up there and laughs and walks away. And she's freaking out and is stuck in the attic now. Yep. Which poor, I guess, poor Jack at this point, which, you know... He's got a roommate and doesn't even know it. He can't get help from her for rent or anything. It's not like he can try and pay the bills and say, okay, I need some money. Kick kick some in. Nope. She's just there freeloading. Yeah, that's that's the biggest problem that he has at that That, point. That's the worst part of this movie is the freeloader in the attic. Yeah. I mean, realtor dead dead and pilled on the for sale sign. Easy. The financial guy decapitated. The animals cut up. Yeah. No big deal. But, you know, the freeloader in the attic, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. that yeah. It's horrible what she's doing, truly. Yeah. Once it hit that part, it's like, you know what? This movie is too much. I can't take it. That That's that's where they cross the line. That is actually the horror of this film. Yeah. The true horror is the freeloader in the attic. <laughs> 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 well, at this point, freeloader aside... <laughs> Realtor's body, dead body, dead carcass, hidden and buried. Yep, that's body mess, number two. Mess cleaned up. We now go to. Um, oh, Jack has a date. Yeah, 
amazingly enough, Don has seen through all his red flags. Well, he he was going to be home Saturday. And since he's going to be home Saturday and Ron has something he has to go to, he tells Jack that Jack needs to watch Precious. Which so is the actual name of the dog. Don decides, well, you know, I guess it's Saturday night at your place and kind of decides that there's a date and just says, I'm coming over. Which, again. And you're making dinner. Yep. Which, again, ignoring all those red flags. Yeah. So Jack basically hides Benny in the rubbish box again. Yep. And tells Benny again to promise to be good. Say okie dokie. Which Benny replies is okie dokie. Yeah. But apparently I'm not the only one that didn't know the rules because Benny doesn't know okie dokie means I agree and I'll do as you say. Okie dokie just means it's time for a rodeo. (laughs) And apparently this is not Benny's first rodeo. No, Benny is going, Benny by the end of this movie is going to be a seasoned killer. A seasoned serial killer. Mm-hmm. Well. I mean, he's already killed at least two people and one animal. At least. At least. And doomed, a, maybe doomed a third. He's completely ruined the life of Jack. Well, not yet. Jack hasn't grown a pair yet and decided he's going to say there's some weird shit going on. I need help. I'm just surprised he hasn't you know, incinerated the doll? Well, yeah, that there's that too. He could have like thrown him in a fire or something. Well, but it's Benny, his friend. It's, it's his, not just his friend, his, his best, best friend. friend. His best yes. friend. So back to Ron dropping up Precious, which is probably the biggest mistake of this movie. Yeah. This is when you're like, why would you, why would you just say, okay, take it? Why, why wouldn't you just tell him no? Because he has no that was That was your biggest thing. It's like, why do this? Why take this dog? Well, you answered that question for me because he has no backbone. Yeah. And unfortunately, his lack of a backbone at this point puts him in deep fucking water. Yeah. Because Benny's about to find out if Precious has a backbone and try and see that backbone. <laughs> I mean, he does end up seeing it. So. Yeah. Precious does not live long. Precious but lives. But he gets a tour of the house multiple times. She. I thought it was she. I don't know. Okay. Well, she gets a tour of the house. Well, he kept saying good boy. I think that was addressing Jack. Well, he kept saying it to the dog when like, he was talking to Precious and then would call for Jack. Or when he initially called for Precious when Jack was still hiding. So he was saying good boy quite a bit, even when not talking to Jack. Goodness gracious. Well, from there, um, a lot happens. Oh, yeah. Benny escapes the box and uh-huh. goes down the line of weapons that he might have. And Yeah, there's um, some pruning shears. There's a, an electric chainsaw. There's a big, like a barbecue fork looking thing. There's a hatchet. Uh, yeah, there's a hatchet. I'm not even sure what he picked up. All I remember from there is that... I think he had a knife eventually. I think that's what he ended up using. for To kill Precious? To kill pretty much everybody. Well, to kill Precious, he, with the accuracy of a seasoned axe thrower... Oh, yeah. He threw the axe. Well, he threw the hatchet Yeah. into poor Precious. Yeah. Precious was running down the hall and... Slow-mo. Benny throws the axe and sticks Precious against the wall. Or something. Yeah. But yeah, he's just stuck in place. So from there, Benny's dragging around the corpse of Precious by the leash, yep. laughing. 
laughing all the way. Oh, maniacal little laugh. And this is this is when Precious gets the the grand tour of the house. Yes, because Jack sees it and freaks out, takes Precious from Benny. Yeah. And what do we do with a dead dog's corpse? Well, you know, I would say you put it with your severed head. No, Grim, you put it in the washing machine. Well, I mean, the dog was dirty, had blood all over it. So you'd, you you got to clean it off before you put it with a severed head. So, okay, Definitely. put it in the washing machine. That works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you put a dead dog yeah. in the washing machine. But then you it's going to be all wet. So you, or do you put it in the dryer afterwards? No, you, you, Grim, you don't do that. You, that's just too rough on a dog. You blow dry it. Well, oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that would explain absolutely nothing. I mean, he does blow dry the dead dog. Yeah, but it's, it's still, it explains absolutely nothing. It's like, what is he thinking? He's thinking he's trying to avoid punishment. And especially since as he's blow, blow drying it, you see the dog's eyeball just kind of flopping around. I don't know. My question is, why did he put it in the wash machine? Because it, it smushed its face. It was unrecognizable. It was and kind he's of, like, well, it was a pug anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a pug, but it was so it already bloodied had a smushed and gone. Face. Yeah, but it was bloody and gone, basically, by the time it came out of the washing machine. But it was clean. True. But from that point, he was like, she just died in her sleep. Why would you why would you mutilate the dog? It, it just it just died in its sleep with a hatchet wound. I mean, clean up the blood and sew it up, I guess. That would have been a better thing. I would have said, call the fucking cops. I mean, no, because Benny is his best friend. Goodness, Grim, we need well, to be... I did ask, too. It's like, at what point do you call the cops? And then answered my own question with, with these cops, I don't think I would call them either. And Grim, that's that's his best friend. You don't betray your best friend. True. So, Instead, you have to pretend the dog's still alive and get it all nice and clean and put it to bed. Yep. And then go right back to your date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which... They get on the weird topic of birthdays and how neither of them celebrate it. Yep. And this is when we find out that she doesn't celebrate her birthday because when she was a kid, she had a doll too. And this doll suddenly went missing and in a roundabout way was responsible for the death of her dad. But only in a way as like the dad tripped over it, fell down the stairs, broke his neck, and then the doll disappeared. So it very easily could have been mom didn't like the doll, so threw it out. But she never saw the dog again, and that's the end of that story. But when she finishes the story, she realized that Jack's gone, and they were sitting next to each other on the couch facing each other when she was telling the story, and she didn't realize that he had left. Mm -hmm. So now she's got to go look for him. Yeah, she does go looking for him. I believe he's still messing with Precious. Well, she finds him in his room and asks him like why he left, and he came up with some bullshit story. They're in there for a bit, and then Benny goes by dragging Precious Yet again. again. So he takes off to get Benny and Precious and leaves her in the room. And then eventually Benny comes back in with Precious, and Jack is trying to stop him. She thinks it's Jack coming in and it's like, no, Benny's cu- trying to come in to kill her with whatever sharp object he has. He gets- yeah, but he's still dragging Precious with him, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah. So when she turns around, because she thinks it's Jack that's come in the room, she turns around is going to take her top off. And when she turns around, Benny is not 
in her line of sight at all, but what is, is Jack, a dead precious, and a knife in Jack's hand. Yep. So now she's freaking out. Jack is like, stay away from her, and trying to cover his tracks, and ends up stabbing the dead dog, beating the dead dog against the wall, and throwing it out the window. And just so happenstance, it lands on his boss's car. Yeah, Ron and his family are on their way back, singing a song about a dog, as his dog flies out the window and splatters all over his windshield. That was an incredible splatter. That dog was in pieces everywhere. Yes. It was like you know, a water balloon style splatter. It just burst. And the car full of kids promptly freak the fuck out. I mean, they did just get, they just saw their dog entirely explode. Yep. Yeah. Ron turns on the wipers and sees in his headlights, Jack standing there bloody with a knife in his hand. There's no incriminating yourself any more than that. Yeah, you're pretty much guaranteed to be fired after that, if nothing else. And I mean, he was fired after that. Yep, and and yet Benny is still free to roam. Yep, and but Jack's actually upset with Benny now because oh yeah, Benny broke the solid sworn oath of the okie dokie. Yeah, he broke the okie dokie promise. Yeah, that awful, just awful. Yeah. So from there, um, obviously Ron fires Jack. Yep. The next day. Which Richard is more than pleased about. Oh, well, Richard. And is he's taking over the, the horror toy line, the killer doll thing. The horror bennies. Yeah. Jack goes home and like any depressed person would, would go in their bed and land in their bed and sulk. I mean, can you blame him? Um, I feel like this is of his own making with letting Benny still be around? Well, yeah, but still, I mean, he's lost his job. He's lost pretty much everything. He, he can figure she's never coming back over because what she thinks she saw. I lost my job because the dog exploded on the windshield. I'm going to lose my house. I have a doll that just keeps killing. Yeah, I mean, curl up in a ball and cry seems fitting. Um, curling up a ball and crying and dragging a tub of ice cream seems very fitting for that situation. Yeah. I mean, there's stories about people that have done far worse for far less. Yeah. So, I mean, him just craw crawling into bed and curling into a ball, at least it, that was the extent of it. He didn't go any further. Yeah. And I mean, he kind of tells off Benny and Benny is... Wanting to cuddle. Yeah. Uh, he's not wanting to cuddle because Benny broke the okie dokie swear and... Well, see, now that you've explained the rules to me, I know how serious it was that he broke the okie dokie promise. It's it's treacherous. Yeah. Graham, treacherous. Utterly treacherous. See, I didn't know it was that serious, but now that I know, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll remember that. Yeah. So, um, Benny's kind of heartbroken because he, oh. <laughs> yeah, because Benny is trying to say Benny loves you and gets the door closed in his face and yes, but is also, now sad and dejected. But also, he was trying to plan a birthday party for jack yeah remember and jack was sadly eating cake downstairs and benny tried to give him a present and jack did not want it nope which i mean at this point i wouldn't want the present either it, it could be somebody's heart because he does keep giving jack hearts for all we know it could have been an eye it could have been an eye and could have been quite a few different things yeah and from there benny interpreted that this as my present wasn't good enough. I got to do better. I got to up better. my game. And up it, 
up his game, he does, because what does he bring as a present a instead? A gigantic present, all wrapped up with a nice pretty bow that somehow keeps making noises that sound an awful like an awful lot like somebody gagged. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jack is still present, and it's revealed to be Ron. his boss, Ron. And unfortunately... Well, this is when Jack finally sa- stands up for himself. Because uh, Ron tells him, tells Jack to untie him. He's about to, and then it's like, wait a minute, you know what? What's in this for me? Well, he, Ron says it's trigger ward, which is good boy again. And yeah, Jack's like, what do I get out of this? So it's like, I want the, I want my job. I want the promotion. I want double the pay and smile, bitch. Yeah. And well, while this is all going on, Benny's just oh, like, also, just Ron has a stutter, but he only stutters on words that start with F. Yes. So, fuck is a very hard word. Yes. And Jack decides he is going to make Ron repeat something back to him that is full of F words. Yes. Not just fuck, but just F words. Mm-hmm. And while this is all happening, Benny is just motioning like, mm, maybe we should just off him. Yep. He's wanting and... Jack's like, no, no, hold on. And then finally, Jack tells him to repeat, I love being your bitch. And as soon as that's said, okay, well, that means there's some love between Jack and somebody other than Benny. So the other person has to die because the only one that Jack can love love is Benny. Benny. And so Benny, with pinpoint accuracy throws a shovel into Ron's throat. Yeah, it was, was it like a garden trowel or something? Just a little... Yeah. Sho- yeah. Blood squirts. Ron is dead. And now mm-hmm. Jack is out of a job again because he didn't even have a chance for anybody else to know that he was hired back. So yep. Jack again is screwed. Yep. And, and he's got a ned- another dead body to deal with. Yep. And he just fucking moves it this time with Benny. Yeah. Enough is absolutely enough. So he puts Benny in a coffin, yep. nails it shut. And buries it in a shallow grave in the woods. In the woods. Which, I mean, kudos to him for finally deciding to get rid of it. But why not with fire? I mean, it's his friend. So what do you do? Do you burn your friends or do you just bury him alive in a shallow grave? Well, Graham, what would you prefer? Burning alive or shallow, or shallow grave in a coffin that is nailed shut? I mean, they weren't big nails. And it being that shallow, there's not a lot of dirt on it for the weight. So you could probably hit it enough to where the nails will come out. So in this instance, I think I would go for the shallow grave. Probably a good choice. Well, in the meantime, Jack um, takes care of Ron's body. Don comes in while he's cleaning the rest of the blood, which she's like, okay. They talk and say, let's be friends. Yeah. Meanwhile, Benny has gotten out of his grave. And has a very depressing montage of him being oh so alone. Which I thought having that with like some kind of sad music would have been better. Yeah, but it didn't. No. It just showed him going to different spots, depressing, different spots that are meant for repair. Yeah, he's on a, on a seesaw, alone. Under a tree. Alone. Alone. Walking the streets. Alone. Alone. In the rain. Alone. Yes. It's a very depressing time for Benny. Yes. I think he was at his lowest there. He missed Jack. But Jack didn't miss him. No, because he had a hot blonde at home with him. Yep, and him and that hot blonde, I believe, have sex. Yeah, 
Um, she, because it, it goes to the next morning and she's hurried, hurriedly trying to put her clothes back on and get her keys so she could get to work and trying to find the prototype, is, which is what she thinks Benny is. She thinks Benny is a prototype for these murder dolls. Mm-hmm. And as she's going around the house, we keep seeing like ransom style cut out notes all over the walls in various forms of you whore, die bitch, your time's coming, that kind of shit. It was like ditch bitch or something like that too. Um, well, I know one of them, the, like the B and the D were switched. Yeah. But then there was a lot of others that weren't. No. But yeah, so that's all over the house and she doesn't notice a single one. Nope. She doesn't notice a single no. one of them. She ends um, up seeing, uh, I, and I almost forgot, didn't he steal like a ski mask, Bendy? Yeah, so he, he had stole a ski mask and was in the house. She sees it and, and is thinking the prototype. And kind of chuckles. And goes to take it with her or something. But, but doesn't. He, Benny still goes along for the ride on top of the car, standing. And it's Benny like, okay, it. Benny's got some stickum on his feet. Benny has that grip strength. Yes. So, yeah, he hicks, he hitches a ride with Don to work. Jack gets up and sees all the threats in yep. the ransom letters around the house. He knows exactly where yep. Don he's, and Benny will be. He's got to go and save her. Yep, of course. Because uh-huh. who who can save her besides Jack? You know? um, well, not good cop, bad cop. Because no, not, they not good, still are like, yeah, whatever. He's a loser. Who cares? Yeah. Well, I mean, they do help out in the end, surprisingly. Yeah. But anyway, he gets to work. Well, at one point, and I think it was like when he had lost his, right when he had lost his job or something like that. But at one point, the cops do talk to him and hand ah, him a folder him and said, we found these pictures on the camera we left at your house. And it's a bunch of pictures of that Benny had a bunch. Basically, Benny took selfies as he was doing his mutilating. Murders. Yeah, mutilating the the finance guy. Yeah, yeah. So there's a picture of him with a severed head. There was a picture of him with a heart and all these weird poses and everything. Yeah, yeah. So the cops are kind of on to Jack in a way. They mm-hmm. don't realize it's Benny because I mean, who would think it's the doll? I mean, no one, but. They find out. Yeah, because, I mean, the dolls go by the okie-dokie promise. So why would the doll be doing it? Mm -hmm. Don gets to work, and so does Benny, which he, Andy Cummings that shit, and just falls limp and doesn't move to pretend he's just a doll, a regular stuffed animal. Yeah, and she, she shows it to Richard, and Richard's like, well, how did you convince him to, to let you take it or whatever? And he rips the, the mask off, and he's wanting to cut the doll open and see what's inside yep and conveniently jack appears just as they were going to do that yep and you know screams nonsense into the room yeah you can't you can't do it you need to get away he's gonna kill everybody you know all the things that a raving lunatic would normally say yep which causes all his colleagues to just laugh at him yeah and this is the break room full of people that there's more people in this break room than there's been so far in the entire movie Yes, but I mean, from there, Jack does what the smartest thing I've seen him do in this movie well, to convince yeah. them. Yeah, he pulls out a knife and says that he loves Richard. Yes, well, dumb, dumb thing and smart thing. 
and Benny, again, Benny can be the only one who loves Jack, and Jack can only love Benny, so mm-hmm. he stabs Richard in the hand. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, he, he just stabs him in the hand. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Benny fully believed that Jack loved Richard. Well, he did try to do more, but He had multiple happened. targets. Well, he has multiple targets. Well, yeah, he but I just mean he, he tried to do more to Richard. And Richard dodged. But yeah, so that wasn't working. And he turns around to go after Dawn and Jack got in the way and says, if you if you want her, you have to go through me or Richard. So then he turns back around to go for Richard and Jack and Dawn run. Richard has pulled the knife out of his hand and runs out the door. They close the door, locking Biddy in with the rest of the staff in this toy company. Which we can give you two guesses on what happens next. It was a pretty Damn cool montage. montage. <laughs> a kill, a massacre montage. Yes, it was pretty cool, especially considering it's a stuffed toy. Yeah. It is the coolest stuffed toy massacre montage I've seen in a movie. The only stuffed toy massacre. Well, yeah, that too. But I thought just saying it's the coolest one I've seen is <laughs> sounding better. But I mean, you want to throw a qualifier on, qualifier on it and say, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty epic. He did kill kill a woman with a baguette. Yes, he did, and a fan. But he yes. killed a man with a fan. He well, it was he had a fan and shoved the guy's face into the fan, or shoved the fan in the guy's face, whatever, and chopped his face off. Then he shoves a baguette down some woman's throat, and then takes lemon juice and squirts it in the fan guy's wounds. And he was just having fun slaughtering a bunch of people. I thought I almost thought he was going to leave them alone, and one guy tries to escape, and and Benny, Benny would, proves how good his aim is and kills that man. Yeah. Which, I mean, it, it's, it's very interesting because, like, so far that well, not so far. So that is the second movie in a row that we have somebody with just pinpoint accuracy aim. Hopefully, we get more. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's funnier when it happens to be a toy. That toy is a better fighter than most people. Yeah, well, and like you've said, that toy was more capable of adulting than Jack. Yep. So there's that too. But so. this is also when Benny decides he's going to go full ninja. Um, Benny went crouching tiger, hidden dragon, and became Benny Dragon Young. Yeah. Crouching tiger, hidden Benny. Crouching tiger, hitting Benny. <laughs> <laughs> I think Benny Dragon Young's pretty funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but while Benny is raiding a weapons store i believe yeah he ends up with um some ninja stars he grabs like one of those um kitty heart leash harness things and puts that on him so he can have a place like a ammo belt type thing he can tuck the stars in to keep them from falling out of play or falling off he finds a little like those little decorative desktop decorative katanas it's like so he's gone full ninja yeah don't forget to mention he got some a pair of size. Yes, he ends up with a pair of size from somewhere, but he's gone full ninja. And while Benny's going full ninja, Jack and Richard and um, Don are going full engineers. Well, they are turning like they're going Nancy Thompson. Yes, I was going to say MacGyver. Well, it's like it's kind of like a it's a Nancy MacGyver, Kevin McAllister kind of Home Alone ish type of we're gonna booby trap the house, we're gonna make weapons out of everything. They make the most amazing flamethrowers I've seen, just jerry rigged together ever with su- by super soakers. <laughs> yeah, it's like they they tape 
Zippos to the end of a super soaker, and instead of the water tanks, they put bottles of alcohol. Which was the coolest thing or, I've seen. Was it alcohol or fuel or something? something flammable? But it was a pretty cool looking makeshift flamethrower. Mm-hmm. There was a tripwire with something. There was a board with a bunch of nails in it that was up on the ceiling to swing down at the right time when whoever got into whatever position. There was a lot going on. There was a lot. And yeah. Jack puts Don upstairs in his bedroom. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, it's and the hot blonde. Where do you want the hot blonde? You want her in your bedroom. <laughs> to keep her safe. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that's probably more like it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, from there, he tells Don, don't come out until I come and get you, basically. And Don sits down while well, Don puts a dresser in front of the door. Yeah. She, she barricades the door with a dresser. She... She looks around the room and finds a gift. From Jack. And, I mean, you already have some kind of a weird, there's some some kind of shady shit going on. She's already found a picture of her in his in his drawer. Do you open the, the gift or no? Um, that's a hard, hard question because, like, I wouldn't expect my evil doll to come back to me, so. And it's a present from the guy who I like. Yeah. And he's done weirder things throughout this movie. Yeah, but when so, she opens it, we see Amy. Amy's back and, and not Amy better than is ever. The doll that killed her dad. Which she is now the doll that's trying to kill her for some reason. Yep. Um. Yeah, and then it cuts down to also Richard, who he's gets same, he gets a gift of his own too. Yeah, it has the same smoke that comes out when Benny came alive and the the teddy bear at the beginning and we see that comes out is his toy that he made yep his robot that he made who repeats everything that repeats everything he says to just completely destroy him which was probably the coolest kill in this movie it i think it was cooler than the exploding dog yeah do we tell them should we let them see richard die themselves if if you've not seen this then yes, we'll let you experience it for yourself. If you have seen it, you already know what we're talking about. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think it's a it's a fair thing to say this this one should be experienced. Yeah, it definitely should be. Yeah, uh, it is get... the most unique toy robot killing a person I've ever seen. It really is. Um, well, Don and Richard are actively being killed well don is don's doll is trying to actively kill her hasn't succeeded yet and richard is um actively killed by his um and we also get the battle between benny this is when benny is fighting aids yep Yep. aids is decked out with a saw hand see that's what happens i mean you give the wrong person head you end up having to fight aids (laughs) i mean (laughs) benny and does and benny does fight aids yeah and, and is victorious. And the the first thing was he he gave Jack head, and now he's fighting AIDS. So yep. I mean, take that for what you will. <laughs> well, <laughs> we won't go into depth with the fight because it's a pretty cool scene too. But Benny wins. Of oh, course. the the animation on this for for the AIDS robot was amazing. How, watching it was how so it was funny. running and everything, they yeah, did it a was really good great. job. Yeah, or he did a really good job because he edited it. Yeah. So. I mean, it was, it's a fantastic scene. Um, I believe from there, I think we do cut again. Um, it goes back Don, to Dawn. Dawn has successfully beaten Amy, which. Well, 
she's she's trying to escape and she's trying to push the dresser out of the way. Amy um, goes for the Achilles tendon, um, and then Dawn ends up getting out of the room, getting away. Amy's following her. They end up downstairs. Dawn finally says, "You know what? Fuck this. I'm a grown adult. You're a tiny ass toy. You're not gonna beat me." So she goes after Amy and chases and her like, back up to the bedroom. And Amy tries to hide under a blanket, which she was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yep. And Dawn goes full psycho and just completely destroys her. Yep. I mean, and there are more fe- feathers in this bedding than I've seen in any film. Well, I'm trying to think of something with a lot of feathers that as an example, but I don't know what what i can use to really describe how many feathers there are because they feathers fly for a long time yeah it's a good what two three minutes of feathers it's both the feathers are flying through all this and then jack ends up in the room later after he's after he's dealt with the fight with between benny and aids he fights with benny some more he goes into the room where benny's gonna go after dawn he gets benny to come to him to cuddle and this whole time there's still feathers flying yep well as grim said by the end of it he does get benny to cuddle with them which unfortunately um jack has to go brutus on benny yeah he, he's gonna stab him in the back um he's got a knife hidden behind him in his back pocket he goes to stab him and for some reason instead of letting him stab him dawn decides to grab benny and throw him into the corner which the only thing i can think of is like you know what you didn't you didn't burn him you didn't do all that because you kept saying that's your friend i can't let you kill your friend that's the only reason i can think of but it's like you just psychoed your friend in the bed this friend has been trying to kill you let the fucking doll die who knows maybe she was still in her her psychotic break with killing amy but yet instead benny is now free to attack he goes grabs the knife runs like he's gonna attack and does a flip like he did earlier when he was jumping at jack and stabs the severed head but flies out the window Yes, he flies out the window. And does Benny's version of a superhero landing. Mm-hmm. And goes face-to-face with the cops that have said that they've got the house surrounded, even though it's only the two of them. And they've they decided, you know what, we, are, we, we need to bust out the heavy weaponry so they get pellet guns out of the trunk. Yes. So now it is two cops with pellet guns shooting at a stuffed toy with a knife Mm -hmm. and the toy just keeps coming yep but he's he's eventually taken out by the police officers headshot yeah headshot by the young by the good cop maybe that's why he's the good cop because he's the one that got the headshot i mean it is such a funny scene it's like oh yeah it's hilarious and yet it kind of hits sad when you see him just laying there and the stuffing just floating in the air it's kind of like kind of wasn't sad I mean, just the way it was filmed, it had like that sad feeling. It's like, it's not a sad scene, but the way it's mm-hmm. filmed, like if you put some sad music to it, oh yeah, you could very easily say that's a sad scene. I mean, th- this guy's sitting here watching his best friend just die and his stuffing floating away. It's not quite like when 
head got ripped apart in the ballpark, but it's still a pretty dramatic death of a stuffed animal. Yeah, it is. I mean, Benny, in the end, I don't even know why Benny goes after the police officers. I'm kind of wondering about that. Well, because the police were talking shit about Jack in the beginning. Is that the only reason? Probably. That and the fact that he just wanted to kill. But yeah, I think it was because they were talking shit about Jack. Maybe Benny just wanted to end things. He finally saw the true light. Yes. Who knows? When you know you've lost the love of your best friend, what what left is there? And the cop, I mean, they're shooting pellet guns. One of them is like a little pistol. The other one kind of looks like like a little machine gun. But the one with the machine gun has that, like, this gun's so powerful, I can't control it, and it's going all over the place moment. I think that was just him panicking. (laughs) And while he's doing that, he shoots Jack, and then after Jack gets shot, Benny's really pissed, and he jumps up and, and flies towards that cop while the, the young cop pops a shot, goes in one ear out the other, and bye-bye, Benny. Yeah, I, I find it funny that Jack gets shot by the BB gun, and he just acts like he actually did get shot, because yeah. he lands on the ground. Yeah, he he acted like it hurt him more than the coroner did when he got shot in the eye in our last yeah. movie. Yeah. But then again, the coroner in the last movie was a bit more badass than Jack was at any point in this movie. Um, I think he had more badassery in his pinky finger than Jack has in his, his entire life, which is none. Well, yeah. I mean, I think if you take like his pinky toenail clipping, that might get the amount of badass that Jack has by the end of this movie. Sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hell, if we're going to go weird, we might as well go weird. Might as well. I mean. I mean, it's a weird movie. It is. I mean, from there, Benny's dead. Yep. He couldn't give his last okie dokie to No Jack. more okie dokie promises. No more okie dokie promises nope. from Benny. Um, But then Dawn comes out, somehow still walking, and then they are back in the house with it all cleaned out, getting ready to move. Yep. It cuts to two months later. Yep, they're they're Jack moving. Somehow, Jack somehow not in jail. Nope, they're moving out. And you were like, wait a minute, he's going to get away with everything? And then it goes to the cops talking about how they are actively covering up all the murders, which, okay, so at some point the house is going to be sold. And, you know, there's a bunch of bodies buried in the backyard. Someone might notice. Maybe, maybe not. Well, he doesn't tend to dig very deep graves. Because, I mean, he's a bit of a loser. He doesn't know he dig that shit deep. Yeah, but, I mean, he has two semi-competent police officers helping him. And he's got five bodies buried back there. Well, let's not even mention the five bodies, because maybe. If you cover grass on them and just forget about them, maybe you can get away with that. No, what I want to talk about is the multitude of office workers that died. Yeah, there is that, too. And an important figure like an owner of a toy company or the head of a toy company yep or the head of a design team in a toy company oh yeah there there are a lot of people that suddenly would have just completely vanished without a trace but no nope, yes. the cops are gonna cover it all up they're gonna cover up almost 30 people's deaths jack and dawn are free to go and they drive off with benny in the back of the car because of course he can't leave his best friend no um and roll credits which both of us as soon as the credits roll freaked out because we're like what about tara it's like, you know what the- about the blonde in the attic because we didn't know her name at that point 
Yeah. Like, what about the blonde in the attic? What the and hell? I Are they going to just it. completely leave that unresolved or what? And when she first went up there, it's like, okay, so is she going to be up there and the cops are going to finally come in, they're going to arrest Jack, and then they're going to find her up there? And she'd be like, no, I saw this whole thing because I was hiding up there from him and she's going to be his alibi. I mean, that's what I was thinking was going to go on. You're thinking she's going to be dead up there. And we're like, this is unresolved. What the fuck? And instead of watching through the credits, it's like, okay, let me skim through and see if there's any post-credit scenes or mid-credit scenes. And we see there is. It's like, okay, let's watch that. So we see in the attic, somebody looking like they're in a sleeping bag. And then it's a close-up of a decomposing body. Which is Tara, because she probably either succumbed to... Starvation or dehydration. Yeah. Which I just thought about that. She was in there for two months. Yeah. They never looked at the attic. No. That's so. Because remember, the upsetting. attic was pretty much empty. Yeah. How upsetting is that? That you can hear people moving around the house and they didn't get you. Yeah. And she had to stay quiet the whole time because who knows if that doll's going to come up after you. So it's like, maybe if I just yeah. stay quiet, he'll forget I'm here. Yeah. And so. who knows if the weird guy that lives in this house that I've already freaked out and ran away from is also as crazy as this doll. So I have to stay quiet. I mean, it was funny to me that I got it right, but it's kind of tragic when you think about it. Yeah. And if you think about how much time passed from when she went up there to the end of the movie. Two months. Yeah. Maybe that was two a months horrible in a week. way to die. She, yeah, it was an yeah. awful slow way to die. Out of every victim that Benny had, Tara had the worst death. Yeah, I think there was a, there was definitely a cooler one, and that was Richard. There yes. was um, a more dramatic, and that was the exploding dog. But just overall, what's worse, the slow, painful starvation and dehydration in an attic when you know you can't say anything or do anything because you'll be killed if you do. Yep. So Benny will leave his lasting mark on that house because someone has to eventually find it. Yeah. Well, not only that, but think of that smell. Yeah. How do they not smell it? I, maybe How's there the was liquid? so much other blood and shit. They're like, I don't know where it's coming from. How does the liquid from the decomposing body not rain down? That would have ruined the, yeah. the insulation. I'm so confused. I mean, that's one of those, like, you can't really read too much into it because remember that one little fucking robot demolished the floor with its punches. That's true. So there's some, there's already some, well, I was going to say, using that as an example, there's unrealistic things. There's fucking dolls going around killing people. <laughs> Movie magic. Not just dolls, but like stuffed animals. Movie magic. But yeah, so that, that is Benny Loves You. Yes, a crazy horror comedy that teaches you that maybe you should get rid of all those childhood toys. Never trust stuffed animals and be wary of the okie dokie promise because apparently not all dolls know the the level of sincerity and level of trust <laughs> that goes into this okie dokie promise. Yes, it's very serious. Yeah. <laughs> when you tell when you tell your 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 best childhood toy okie dokie, that's a sworn promise. Yeah. And again, I, I wasn't aware until you, you let me know. So I'm sure there's probably quite a few other dolls or not other dolls. I'm sure there's probably probably quite a few dolls that don't know. I'm. What can I say? But now everybody listening will know too. So everybody out there will know the okie dokie promise is some serious shit. 
Yeah. You, you don't break an okie dokie promise. No, never. Because if you do, what happened to Benny will happen to you. You'll get shot through the head with a BB gun. Yes. Or a pellet gun or whatever it was. So what is a standout moment in this movie for you? Oh, God, there's so many. <laughs> I mean, we were laughing a lot through this movie. Yeah, it was a really... It, this was a funny movie. Like, besides the gore, it was a really funny movie. Yeah. Um, I must say the scene with... Um, the scene with the dog was pretty... The whole the whole entire entirety with the dog was pretty crazy. That kind of left a lasting impression, but... Well, especially when it exploded on the windshield. Yeah. It's like, if you didn't have... a pretty horrible memory of it as it was that splat would really cement that in your memory yeah but i have to say like the thing that like i remember so fully in my mind is um don killing amy like i think all of us at one time has wanted to stab and break a porcelain doll because they're so creepy and so weird with an unblinking stare did you ever see the doll room here before we cleared it out. Yes, it was really creepy. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Would never. Could never. If I woke up and there was suddenly a whole bunch of porcelain dolls in my in my room, I probably would cry. Well, I mean, if you went to sleep and there weren't and you woke up and there were, yeah, I, I wouldn't blame you for crying. Even if it wasn't the fact that it's just a bunch of creepy dolls, just suddenly waking up with a room full of them when they weren't there when you went to sleep, that's some creepy shit. Yeah, porcelain dolls are creepy. There's a reason why they're used for a lot of horror films. Yeah. They're creepy. They're weird. So glad we've left that age of dolls. <laughs> the only thing worse than porcelain dolls is Furbies. Or Megan. Even Megan's better than Furbies. Well, I don't know, because a Furby just kind of sits there. Megan will kill you. I mean, yeah, but Megan fortunately isn't real. Well, Furbies are, unfortunately. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, Furbies don't just sit around and do nothing. You take bat- the batteries out of them and they still talk at night in your closet at 3 a.m. when you're trying to sleep and you're staring at the closet wondering why the Furby's still on. You know what I always regretted? I always regretted not putting like a Metallica or, or some or something like Slayer or some kind of like heavy metal album into a Teddy Ruxpin. Interesting. Because Teddy Ruxpin, you'd put the cassette tape in and play it and the mouth would move with whatever was being played. Yeah. So I always wanted to put like just some heavy metal into Teddy Ruxpin. I never did that. Well, maybe one day if you find another Teddy Ruxpin. Well, my sister had one. Interesting. So it's like, oh, I should. And I never did. <laughs> well, Grim, what was your, what was a standout scene to you? I don't know. I was kind of using that Teddy Ruxpin thing as a way to stall while I tried to think of one. <laughs> um I mean, the exploding dog obviously was impactful. No pun yes. intended. <laughs> um, the Richard's death was just fantastic. And when it happened, I cheered. Um, the fight between AIDS and Benny. I mean, there's so much that was like, it was just so cool. It's a pretty amazing, um, funny movie. But I, I kind of think it, it's either the exploding dog or the death by cop shootout bit with the pellet guns. It was pretty great. But then again, Richard's death still is. <sighs> I think we're all just going to confirm it's R- Richard's death. Richard's death. Yeah, it's the exploding dog or Richard's death. I think Richard's yeah. death still wins out for you. Well, like I said, I cheered when I that know happened. You did. <laughs> so 
But I was wanting him to die pretty much from the beginning of the movie. I was amazed by Richard. Though the girl in the beginning losing the eyes, even though I completely forgot when I said how the movie started, that's still a pretty holy crap scene. (laughs) I mean, it did provide a really solid beginning for the movie. I mean, Benny going ninja and doing the backflip over the flames from the flamethrower. There was a lot. But yeah, the exploding dog or Richard's death, that's... (laughs) Yeah, I guess I, I got to admit that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It's that that's it. That is like, that's, that's, that's the stand scene. Out. Yeah, that's the scene. Um, well, I think we've talked a lot about the movie. Is um, it would it go on your recommendation list again with some um, with some conditions. caveats? Yeah, this is not a. I don't think this is a movie again. I don't think this is a movie for everyone. It, it's so, a it's, movie with a bunch of toys, but it is not a kids movie. No, and it's it's really gory. So if you don't yeah. like gore, you're probably not gonna like this film. True. Um, it's not like Saw or Hostel. It's not that kind. Not love that level of gory, but it no. is pretty visceral. It's visceral, and God, it's visceral, and it's it's there's a lot of it. It's like almost in every every scene. Yeah, there is a lot of blood and guts. Um. So. Just with the condition of like, if you're not a big horror film watcher and you don't really like gore, just I wouldn't recommend it to you. But for all the horror lovers out there, if you're looking for a good horror comedy, this one's a very good horror comedy. Or if not even necessarily you're a horror fan, but somebody like that doesn't that part doesn't really bother you. It's still a good comedy. It's a funny movie. Yeah. I would put it on my recommendation list. But then again, most of the people I would be recommending movies to are usually horror fans anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, does it get our stamp of approval too? I would say so. Yeah. I think it gets a stamp of approval. I think for a one-man show kind of movie. Oh, yeah. Even adding in that to it. And the acting wasn't bad. The green screening for Benny was kind of... It's like, I want to say... That it was kind of eh, but at the same time, that eh added to the hilarity of what was going on. Just yeah, the Benny's was, movement and everything, it made it that much funnier. It was wonky. Yeah. But um, but it made it funny. A bit. I feel like the ending's a little bit weird. Like I I really didn't think they were gonna The cops like, were just gonna cover up the murders. One, I didn't think that. And two, I didn't think we were going to get more toys. Yeah, that that one was like, wait a minute, what are we watching now? And I think at one point you you said, like, what is this turning into? Or something yeah, like that. Because like, we just, uh, all these boxes kept opening and everybody's got their own toys that's going after them. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, okay. Because if anything, we what we've learned, Don't other than with like the little... Toys. Yeah, with the little girl in the beginning... Well, because Dawn never discarded her toy, so because Amy just disappeared, I thought Amy was gonna be like Benny, who's just like, no, I I can only love you. So whoever that Jack person is has to go. I thought she was gonna attack Jack because that's kind of the rule that we learn through this. Like, yeah, and you even thought that it was gonna be Jack versus Benny, or not Jack versus. You thought it was gonna be Amy versus Benny. Yeah, because I was like, As Benny the, would like want to protect. Yeah, I thought Benny would want to protect Jack and. And Amy would want to protect Dawn. So it's just like, I thought there was going to be this big. Um, well, and we forgot there was the, also the battle between Benny and the other robot, too. 
Yeah, and I, I thought... Cause that one it was, that like was they, a kind of cool battle. It was, but I thought they high-fived for a moment. It was uh, Richard's um, robot, which yeah. I found the name of. It is Roscoe? Yes, Roscoe. Roscoe. I, 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 it looked like they high-fived for a minute there, and I was like, oh, so is this why this happening? Because Benny's like, yeah, let, let me bring some reinforcement. And then they ended up fighting. Because they stopped and stared at each other for a good second, and I thought they high-fived, and... No, they just kind of Yeah, fought. because Jack had Roscoe's remote control. Yeah. So he sent Roscoe after Benny. Yeah, so I was, I was deeply confused. And, and, but Still it wasn't like more. a confusing, like, okay, I don't understand what's going on. It's no, just it a, wait a minute, what? No, it it's was like, kinda, why did it go this direction? It was kind of like Promare, where suddenly there's a twist and like, wait, hold on, back up. What now? Yeah. It was that kind of, for me, it was like that kind of confusion. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. this just took a little bit of a twist. Yeah, I just was very much expecting one thing and got another thing. Um, but other than that, I think the pacing. But if it was wasn't pretty... for that, we would not have gotten the awesome Richard kill. That's true. That's very true. So that made it worth, and we wouldn't have gotten Dawn going psycho on Amy, which was pretty funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, this was this was a pretty good film. It had pretty good pacing. The only times that I ever felt like it was monotonous was with Jack and his normal life, but I think it was meant to feel that way. Yeah, it was just kind of a loser trying to get by and making all the wrong decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I, I would complain about it, though. It's it's a really, it's a decent movie. I believe it earns a couple of really high ratings, too. So Yeah, I'm I don't know if it won it. any awards or anything, but... It actually did win a couple of awards. N- nice. It actually won, I think it won Fright Fest. Yeah, it won Fright Fest. Cool. Which it, it won Best Film. I mean, if a if a movie wins Best Film at Fright Fest, that, that's a pretty good clue that it's worth watching. Yeah, I mean, IBD, IMDB <laughs> always, God darn it. IMBD, I, IMDB <laughs> always gives stuff, always gives stuff a low score. It gave it a, the, the votes give it a 5.6. Well, I mean, you. it's kind of tough because, like, do you go by IMDb, do you go by Rotten Tomatoes, or do you go by the word of a friend that said, dude, you should watch this, it's a good movie. Yeah. And for me, a lot of times it's a friend that says it, but with horror movies, it's it's tough because I've watched horror movies for so long that for me to say that's a good horror movie... Mm-hmm. Is saying a lot because I get so bored watching them. Yeah. So with this one, it's like as a horror movie, I didn't really see it because again, I'm kind of jaded as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. But just as an overall movie and the comedy and everything else, it kept me wanting more. Yeah. It was it was funny enough to sit there and watch it. Yeah. Oh my god, I just found <laughs> I just found the name of our this episode. Okie dokie promise. Yes, okie dokie promise. <laughs> this hell has no fury like a teddy scorn. <laughs> That's oh, so great. I wish we could use that as a title. Uh, Unfortunately, can't use that one. Oh, man. Too long. I'm thinking the okie dokie promise. The okie dokie promise? Yeah, that's got to be it. <sighs> but yeah, it did get it did a good, get a pretty good ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Yeah, it got an 81 on the tomato meter, and it got an average score on the audience score. It got a 56. 56? Yeah. It only got 56 on an audience score? Yeah, I'm very shocked. It's always shocking to me when... It's always shocking to me when critics rate something higher than the audience did. Well, that doesn't shock me. 
But for it to be that low on this does, especially for, like you said, it, it won Best Picture at Fright Fest. Yeah. But for that low of an audience rating, that's shocking. I feel like a lot of people went in thinking that it's just a horror film. It's not like a child's play. It's not that kind of killer doll. Yeah, I feel like, and maybe people compare it to um, child's play. That's probably that might be yeah. one of the. It's that like, might be one it's of like the. Um, Ted meets child's play without all the foul language and dirty jokes. Yeah, I feel like people um, forget that if you compare it and you really expect something, it's gonna ruin your perception of a movie. Sometimes. Yeah, it's just. I mean, like what we've been doing, just going blind. Mm-hmm. Like you can't expect it because Child's Play wasn't 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 really more comedy ish. Oh no, there was not a that was not a comedy. It is straight up horror, and this is not that. Yeah. If anything, it's a almost loving comedic um, parody of Child's Play. Well, and that's thing. I don't know if I would say a parody. I'd say it's a tribute. It's yeah. a comedic I mean, tribute to killer doll movies. Yeah, and I mean. When you think of it that way, it's not gonna. It's gonna have like over because like it's gonna have over top over the top blood and gore. Yeah. It's gonna have the crazy crazy doll. And I mean, even even Benny being a stuffed puppy is Very kind of Elmo-esque a funny ode. Stuffed puppy. Yeah, it's kind of a funny ode. Yeah. Because it's not like an actual like porcelain doll or anything like that. Like no, it's Amy a very was unassuming thing. Well, I mean, unassuming, but I think. I think Benny's creepy, not moving around. Well, yeah, but I mean, just seeing this weird looking stuffed toy, you're not thinking it's going to get up and slice my head off. No. Or shove a fan into my face and then squeeze lemon juice into it. I was more afraid of the baguette. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, so. But. I mean. Yeah, I I think a a loving tribute to, a, a loving comedic tribute to killer doll movies. Yes. Yeah. Whatever people think of it, it's still it's still a comedy and it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. And definitely watch it with friends. Yeah. It's funnier that way. Yes. Because, I mean, horror movies, some people prefer to watch horror movies alone because they say, well, it adds to it because you're all by yourself. Some people prefer to watch them in the dark, which I prefer to watch any movie in the dark because I just prefer to be in the dark anyway. That's me. But comedies, watch them with friends. I mean, the, the laughter is infectious. It very much is. And I mean, comedy movies are almost sometimes supposed to be community movies. Yeah. I I mean, I'm sure there's probably some comedy movies that I would say like, yeah, yeah watch that one by yourself. But it's, it's very so rare. Yeah. There's not so many. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be like some really crappy, low budget B movie that's like, watch it by yourself because you, if somebody else found out you were watching it, you'd be too embarrassed. Yeah, but even then, you can make fun of it being so bad. Yeah. Together. But this, this is, watch it with a friend. Yeah. It's a, and it's if you very... don't have a friend, watch it with your stuffed toy. Watch it with your teddy bears. Yeah. Watch it with your childhood stuff, favorite childhood toy. Yes. And see I'm if you sure can look at your, your childhood toy the same way by the time you're done. I'm sure, the stu- I'm sure the toy will appreciate it. Well, I mean, quality time. Quality time is important. Yeah, I mean, who's who can say that they still spend the quality time with their stuffed toy that they should? Well, I know I don't, and this has taught me that either I should or throw it away or incinerate it. And I don't know if I even have any, so there's that. Well, it seems like you're more safe than I am. Well, 
That's debatable. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You you have dogs. I have really horrible neighborhoods. True. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, I mean, again, there's a lot we could say, but I don't know how much there's left to say. There isn't. Watch the movie. It's fun. Yeah. Go watch the movie. Go watch a killer doll and have a good time. Yeah. That sounds good. (laughs) Uh, You want to end it? Okie dokie.